Welcome, everyone, to two of two of episode 28 of Super House. I hope you find that ring. Now moving on to uh, the uh, Maddie's Music section, which is a very interesting one this time around. We're going to talk about our top five most influential films, uh, films, uh, albums on our life uh, up to now. And Johnson said he has a bunch of middle school jams, so uh, I can't wait to hear this shit. Take it away, Johnson. You, you want me to start? I, I really do. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, boom. I dropped some wine. I'm okay. Somebody's drunk. Not drunk yet, just clumsy. Oh, Maddie's here for it, good. Oh, yes, yeah. Maddie is here. Uh, yeah, I don't know, I just for some reason when you guys mentioned that, the first thing popped in my head was like, what I listened to like, early on, middle school, early high school. Uh, so, should I just jump right into it? Yeah, so are they ordered like, uh, best to worst, like five to one, or are they just no order really? No, there's no order. No. Okay, just, just jump in. These are just CDs I wore out, so um, I'll start with uh, just what I have written down. So I have uh, White Zombie, Astro Creep 2000. Yeah. Man, that is so you, <laughs> dude. <laughs> I love that album. It was great. Great yeah. single. Had great mu- uh, great album art. It was just awesome. Side note, Johnson. Yeah, yeah. Where Rob Zombie is performing that entire album at Riot Fest this weekend. So oh, my oh, you're God. shitting me. No. Dude. Me and Eric will be there. Uh, Fuck. So, yeah, dude. <laughs> oh, man. It's so good. Yeah. It's like... Yeah, it's... awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I envy you. Alright, next. Um, I have Nine Inch Nails Downward Spiral. Wow, okay. Ooh. These Cause... are not too embarrassing, though. These are actually kind of cool, Johnson. Yeah, no, and like... Twisted. I... Honestly, I listened to these. These were not like I just picked them because they were cool. These were like, well, the cool ones I had when I was little. I had a lot of shit albums too. But... <laughs> all right, all right. But I think the closer video was the first thing that drew me to it, and then from there, I was like, yeah, I gotta buy this. You were like dark yeah. and evil. I love it. <laughs> yeah, that was my. That was like as much goth as I would go, I guess. Even right. though it's not really goth, it's like industrial, or whatever. But right. Uh, great album. I mean, every song was a hit. It's right. Awesome. Uh, next one, a friend turned me on to it. It's Pantera's Great Southern Trend Kill. Fuck yes. yeah. Nice. <laughs> Side note to this one. Johnson oh, and yeah. I listened to this shit together when he lived in L.A. Oh, yeah. We would just cruise around L.A. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> listening to Pantera together. Yes, dude. Dude. That album, man, yes. man, my... A friend of mine got it, and he was like, dude, the album, like, you put it in, you press play, and immediately the dude's just screaming, and it goes into drums and guitars, and I was just like, no way, they couldn't start an album like that. And then I put it in, and... (laughs) They totally (laughs) do, bro! (laughs) (laughs) It's great, man. Yeah, it's so good. Uh, Yeah, I was telling Andrew, I was listening to all these before I got on, just getting pumped. (laughs) (laughs) He's getting ready. Yeah. So that's three uh, of five? Three oh, of five. Sorry. Next one I have uh, Prodigy Fat of the Land. 
Oh yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Ah. That was man. That was a good album. It just, yeah. Uh, the Johnson theme song. It's probably smack my bitch. Out. Smack my bitch. Out. Yeah, it Dude, is. I remember when they did the one time exclusive of that video on MTV. It was like late at night. I think it was like Kurt Loder came on. He's like. We're gonna play this video once. It's such a controversial video, blah blah blah. Have you guys seen the video? Yeah. 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 The titties, yeah. baby. I don't miss titties. <laughs> not, not never. <laughs> never do I miss some titties. <laughs> yeah. I won't I won't give away the reveal on that video, but to the listeners, check it out. Yeah. Uh and then I I had to put a Metallica album, but I couldn't decide what. So, I feel the same way, man. I feel the same way. Yeah, I couldn't I decide which one. Yeah, so I just went with the album that my favorite song is on. My favorite song is one, so I put And Justice for All. Okay, that, good one. That song and that video is just, I think it's their masterpiece, honestly. It's good. I love it. Yeah. i got to find out what that movie is that they've playing the germans seem to really like one because there's a special german cut of that song or something oh really yeah mm -hmm. look up like metallica german one like that's a thing i don't know why i guess it was cool. popular check there. It out. yeah yeah uh yeah so the, those were my jams that i was driving around 16 years old those are good uh, jams blasting. <laughs> those are jams that are still currently listened to to this day yeah i know yeah very I, listenable I, yeah, I was telling Andrew, I was like, I, after listening to these, I was like, why the fuck did I listen to anything else after that? <laughs> <laughs> I was good from the beginning, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Set from day one. <laughs> <laughs> no need to move on from there, but yeah. No. All right, so uh, who's up next? I'll go. Go ahead, Maddie. Yeah. All right, no particular order. Uh, I did uh, for uh, I did uh, refuse the shape of punk to come. Oh yeah, uh, that is one of my favorite favorite jams of all time. Uh, <laughs> Sunny Day Real Estate's Diary. Um, the uh, this is a little more current. Like when I was living in Chicago, my friend introduced me to jazz, and he gave me this album. It's Cannibal Adderley Something Else, which oh, features nice. like. Fucking like everybody on it, like any like this is the album you should start with. Uh, I got Tools Undertow on here. Oh, yeah. And then yeah. I I felt my last one was Nirvana's Nevermind because as much as that yes fucking, that song mm. like a lot of that album's really overplayed, but like I recently got it again. And I was like, man, I remember getting this, and it was the first time I would, would ever saw like rock that I was like, that guy kind of looks like me, and he's on the <laughs> TV. I can do anything. I had to throw out some like just because because that led me into like. Soundgarden, Pearl Jam, Alice in Chains, and then just like that whole sub pop, like yeah. just all that stuff sub pop was bringing out. So like they're kind of like the gateway. Like I don't think if I heard Nirvana, I probably wouldn't be listening to Tool or Refused or Sunny Day Real Estate or probably half the bands I listen to today. So I put them on there. I felt like it needed to be mentioned. It's a good fucking album from start to finish. So, um, but yeah, those are mine. Nice. Those are good picks. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Let's. What about James? James, you got you got five. Yeah, I got a couple. Most of these were actually for a, mo a lot more recent for me, since you know what I read of 
uh, nice interpretation of it is like what's influenced your more recent music that and I kind of listened to shit back in the day <laughs> I think back, uh, back in the day album that I enjoyed was uh, uh, Foo Fighters Color and the Shape like was yeah. probably still one of the good ones yeah. I listened to back then since you know Dave Grohl is still playing and been in a million different bands as well and still can put on a good concert yeah. but uh nice. More recently, like within the past 10 years, uh, probably one of the first albums I would say is um, Mastodon's Crack the Sky. Okay. That got me, yes. Since that got me into just listening to their entire back catalog and then getting me listening to a lot of yeah. other bands like Clutch and uh, just like so many others uh, like that. And uh, another one recently was Run the Jewels. Like, specifically, Run the Jewels 2, and that got me into their first album and just listening to their more recent stuff that just came out. And, like, you know, I knew about, you know, N.W.A. and, you know, uh, uh, Wu-Tang sort of back in the day, but I never really listened to them. But just listening to that, like, underground hip-hop got me uh, actually listening to, like, full Wu-Tang albums (laughs) and stuff like that. And also the... uh, a little different the the Mad Max soundtrack has mm-hmm. just been fantastic since uh, like you know like music is a, a good part of film and like we all know like John Williams and things like that who um, make make these really good themes but like a Mad Max was like one of the first ones that I really felt like the music was a whole other character in the film itself like they used it so well especially with uh, Doof Rider and things like that. Yeah. And then uh, finally, I would say uh, the uh, Hotline Miami soundtrack uh, for the video <laughs> game since. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, like even especially the second one where I just enjoyed the soundtrack more than the game itself and just yeah. got me into like so uh, a lot of like 80s uh, hard synth sounding stuff. Like there's mm-hmm. a band there that did several songs, Perturbator, who has a concept album. Like based around the first Terminator film, oh, which is fantastic. Yeah. I, I definitely know what recommend. I'm downloading tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and yeah, those were probably like some of the top five. Like more of like helping shape more recently what I've been listening to. Cool. Nice. Awesome. Uh, go- Joey. Um, I, when I was like a kid, you know, the sort of I would always watch MTV with like my brothers and stuff, and so I, we kind of got into um, Aerosmith, like the Get a Grip album, and then they had like the mm-hmm. Big Ones album that came out, and so we that were. That was my first CD. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> nice. That and like Blind Melon, Blind Melon were my my first cassette tape. Um, I think the first song that I like remember hearing that I liked in general was like uh, Soul Asylum's Runaway Train. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so that was sort of my start. <laughs> and then uh, moved into Metallica. My, you know, my my good friend's older brother had Injustice for All, and so yeah. like I heard that, and my mind was blown. <laughs> and so I had to find some way to purchase this album or rip it, or you know. And so that's what brought me into uh, White Zombie, Pantera, Alice in nice. Chains, you know, Nirvana, Soundgarden. Um, 
And then sort of like, I believe when I was in eighth grade, this probably like 96, uh, you know, a lot of these bands really weren't making as much music or were sort of, um, uh, I guess, changing up a bit. <clears throat> and so grunge, it pretty much kind of was like filtering out at that time. And so I started sort of try and find uh, different music to listen to since like, you know, the sort of new music or music that was out. So uh, I had a friend that sort of introduced me to like Tori Amos and Bjork. Uh, and I really caught on to Bjork's uh, homogenic album. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really enjoyed that. A lot of sort of, uh, sort of electronic music and, you know, Bjork's pretty amazing. Uh, so about the end of high school, um, everybody was sort of getting into like punk rock, like those Blink-182, um, you know, that that sort of uh, uh, renaissance started to surface. And I got in, they introduced me to Hot Water Music oh, and the, the Forever and Counting uh, CD. And so that like was another thing was like, well, I've kind of found like a new like, uh, you know, sort of music uh, uh, genre to just start, you know, picking through and finding out what's in there. Um, and so they got me into like Thrice and Coheed and Cambria and various other bands. And so I kind of got into that, listening to a lot of that stuff. Um, probably around the same time, maybe a little, maybe a year or two later in college, uh, I was never into too much rap or hip hop. My brother would listen to like you know, Tupac and Biggie and you know, just sort of the, 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 the popular stuff that was out. And they just never really caught on to me. My friends were sort of more underground, uh, you know, sort of mob deep and uh, a few other guys. Um, but they had this uh, CD that they listened to by a group called Jedi Mind Tricks. It's yeah. called Violent by Design. And so I started listening to that and really enjoyed it. And that kind of got me into this, like sort of, again, going to another uh, uh, genre of music and listening to uh, finding sort of rap and hip hop that I enjoyed. And so I, I kind of uh, was interested in Common, uh, Talib Kweli, Jean Grey, like 7L and Esoteric, uh, <clears throat> groups like that. And so, you know, I'm, now I'm, I kind of feel like I'm well-rounded. I need to get into, uh, I think country might be next. So uh, we'll yeah. see. <laughs> <laughs> well, wow. You're from North Carolina, ain't you? Yeah. <laughs> I just like the stories. Yeah. Hey, man, I listen to some good stories. You see, you know, you give me some Merle Haggard or something. That's on my five albums. Yeah. <laughs> that's me right there, basically. All right, so Stefan? Yeah, all right. I got this. <laughs> um, <laughs> so at my number five is Blood Mountain by Mastodon. Wait, so are, do you have these in a particular mm-hmm. order? Yeah, I'm going to go five, four, three, two, one. No, I mean, okay, but like uh, most influential is number one? Yeah. Okay, got it. All right, cool. All right, just got it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so Blood Mountain, just because at this point I had been listening to metal mm-hmm. and everything for a long time, but this album was just like, of the year that this came out, I was, I was, what am I trying to say? Uh, <laughs> of the year that this came out, this was just like, this album stood out so much, I could not stop listening to it. And I liked Remission and Leviathan, 
as like heavy metal albums, you know, and, and I kind of just like set that back in the back of my mind. But Blood Mountain started to introduce like the elements, uh, like, you know, the more prog rocky elements that you're starting to see with Mastodon now, which I love um, because I love like that prog metal thing. But it, you can only you can either you either do too much of it for too long or you do too you know, you, you you almost always, most prog metal bands do too much of it for too long. And I feel like Mastodon for the last few years has filled the, the gap where that tool has left for me. Um, uh, in the last few years, they haven't released an album. But Blood Mountain really, like, kicked off, like, a love affair with Mastodon. I've seen them so many goddamn times. And, like, Crack the Sky mm -hmm. is such a fucking amazing album and yeah. uh, Hunter's a great album and then you fucking you get uh, another Once More Around the Sun is such a great album and they're moving into this territory that's like it's it's almost like what um, Opeth is doing right now kind of moving into this proggy kind of thing but they're European guys you know and Mastodon they're fucking like good old boys like they're down home Atlanta boys you know what I mean like they're <laughs> The way that they and like bands like Red Fang and Baroness and the whole the whole fucking subgenre sub subgenre that they have spawned, um, I think uh, all came out of out of Blood Mountain. Man, they were really onto something, incorporating so much more blues into metal and making that prog sound something that is their own. It's southern. It's not like you know. It's not like European like Lord of the Rings. <laughs> sword and sorcery it's, it's, it's fucking down home it's down home atlanta lore folklore fantasy weird shit like bigfoot comes into play in their albums you know in at the same time rasputin comes to play in their albums and so you're getting this like really fantastical flavor out of georgia boys and it's fucking mastodon's great blood mountain number five um, number four will probably will be vulgar display of power by Pantera. Yeah, <laughs> that my first true I consider that my first true metal album. Um, it set the stage for everything else I would listen to after that. And this my my last three take they all happened around the same time, um, more or less. Uh, but vulgar display of power was the first. First time I really, you know, it's it's the one Pantera album I can sing every song on, and you know I love Pantera, but I can't sing every song on all of their albums. You know what I mean? I kind of, you know, uh, Cowboys from Hell was the other one that kind of stood out prominently at that point. But Vulgar Display of Power was just fucking like um, that song Hollow at the end. You know, where it's real ballady and shit, and yeah, the like the fight music tracks walk. Uh, Oh what yeah. Else? What are the other ones? I'm forgetting the tiles. But just the riffage, man, like that good dime bag goodness. It really like it, <laughs> you know, every 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 fucking metal band since Pantera has you know, every metal band as a, as a sign of like ritual, as a sign of like um a rite of passage, you gotta have some dime baggy shit in there. And and uh what's his name? Bill Heller from Mastodon. That motherfucker, like he's an old school metal head. And he plays he plays the really he plays the really choppy kind of like atonal bluesy shit the way that Dimebag used to play where you have Brent Hines playing um sorry I'm back to Mastodon but um what am I saying anyway every metal band it fucking has something to owe this the same way that they owe something to uh, to Iron Maiden and even to a lesser extent maybe Led Zeppelin but anyway that shit's prevalent and Vulgar Display of Power is the shit number four number three hmm <laughs> 
Uh, it was around the fur by the Deftones. Oh, yes. Dude, <laughs> as, this is the hardest lo- list for me to make, by the way. I just want to say. <laughs> it is hard. It was hard. I had to go. I just had to go with it. I just yeah. had to go with the ones that I know like shine true. But yeah, it was hard. Um, but Around the Fur by the Deftones was like, I was, you know, I was introduced to the Deftones through the Matrix, the music video, Shove It, you know, like that era, 1999. And this was like at a point where I was just listening to Limp Biscuit and Corn. Prior to that, I was only listening to fucking R&B and hip hop. KS1075, you know what I mean? Like that was my childhood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh wait, you guys aren't from Denver. I'm sorry. That's a Denver channel. <laughs> That's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I digress. Um, so I listened to. I grew up listening to just like a lot of hip hop, and then kind of into new metal as I started skateboarding and shit, and listening to it was like Pantera and fucking Limp Bizkit. <laughs> you know, it was like a mix of things going on. You know, you're growing up, you're a little guy. <laughs> um, I'm just a little guy. But just around the you. fur by the Deftones, like this was the tr- this was the first album i ever felt like spoke to every like the core of my being like it spoke to chino moreno's voice his lyrics uh cheese bass playing stefan carpenter's guitar playing abe cunningham like these guys every every facet of their sound i felt like i could relate to a hundred percent and still have I, like deftones all the way Yes, um, I agree. And at my number two is Anima by Tool. Yes. Um, I, I don't think anything bad could be said about this album unless you're a fucking pussy. <laughs> 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 and not not in just like a not in just like only like a machismo kind of like uh, kind of way, but in like a spiritual sense, in kind of like a nihilistic sense, in a in a in a sense of like tapping into your own anger and the chaos of life and shit like <laughs> everything about this album speaks to the unknown i don't know and and also you know undertow was one of them i wanted to put on this list but anima really was when that the sound the again that prog rock kind of prog metal sound of tool started to shine through a little bit more and the the riffage and the tone of it was a little bit more contemplative as opposed to um, you know, like uh, I feel like Undertow is is mostly like anger, angst, frustration, and catharsis. Yes, where it. where Anima Anima started to transcend boundaries, like his lyric, the lyrical content, and Anima, you They're know, pushes the boundaries of religion, of sexuality, of like yeah, not to compare those albums directly, but um, just where just where I was and where Tool came into my life this this album you know it shaped a lot it shaped the sound of of every other band i've ever listened to since um and at my number one is lateralis by tool damn all right that's a that's good as fuck but yeah (laughs) this album honestly i felt like you know i grew up being raised somewhat catholic somewhat native american um and this album really like it tapped into a part of what I would consider my spirituality um, which is is directly tied to the types of music that I like and and, you know whenever I tend to make music music I make but uh, Lateralis really was like it it pushed the boundaries even further that Anima was taking with like 
you know, undertow is so visceral and physical and it's like, you know, angry and it's like, it's like ripping your own skin off, you know, just to see what's inside where Anima starts to explore things about physicality that are maybe taboo or, or even esoteric or just like metaphysical. And then lateralis just fucking goes for it. Lateralis is like, before I did any drugs, man, this was the primary psychedelic I imbibed. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> lateralis is is a musical representation of fucking smoking DMT. <laughs> Aliens are real, <laughs> and music is God. Tool lateralis number one. All right, so actually, in hearing this, I am surprised that I have not put any rage against the machine or oh! tool on my list. What the fuck is my problem? Because it's a hard that was. List. <laughs> that was so huge with me growing up. Before I yeah. get started with my list, I'm the older brother of of three younger brothers, but my middle brother Jordan was the one that got into heavy music before me. So I know it's it's almost like I always felt like that uh, kind of like weird, like self-conscious about it because in the movies and stuff, it's always my older brother introduced me to this band and then from that point forward I was metal as well but with me it was like my brother was actually the metal dude and then I caught on the fucking bandwagon a little bit later I'm, I'm only a year and a half older than him but still you know I was I was the oldest so I am the oldest um, but anyway uh, my list is chronological okay Wow. Um, number one, I'd say one of the first albums that really like affected me, and I was like, really like represented everything about me at the time was uh, a, the album "About Time" by Pennywise. They were on the video game Top Skater, <laughs> and I was a video gamer before I was a music listener. Really, to be honest with you, so. I remember we were playing that game in the arcade and we were like, this band's kind of cool, what is this? <laughs> so, I don't even think there was a fucking internet, but we found out the band, it listed it on the game somewhere, and then we uh, we bought the albums, and there was one after that called Straight Ahead, which was pretty good, but that, that album, solid. About Time, yeah, it's good, but something about About Time, it's just like... Everything about it, all the lyrics, like every single day. Every single day is probably my favorite song from that album. But all the other ones, great. I think it's fucking awesome. And that was probably early high school, maybe 8th grade for me. Somewhere around that time. And then moving on to around maybe 10th grade in high school. Um, again, it was hard to pick a Metallic album, okay? <laughs> so I actually picked the S&M album because that's the one I listened to a lot at that time when I was a kid because it had like all the hits right. but with uh, the orchestra which I thought was cool and to this day I kind of think that that's the best version of For Whom the Bell Tolls yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> something about that song really lends itself to having an orchestra um, other than that uh, of course you know the first like three or four albums are the, are the best and Astronomy is my favorite Metallica song off of Garage Inc uh, anyway um then I've got uh, around the same time. This is kind of cheating because it's a compilation album, but uh, it's uh, the Misfits Green Skull compilation album. Right. I mean, something about like I went through a huge punk phase in in high school, but and I like the Ramones a lot too. But Misfits, you know, they just sung about like fucked up shit about killing babies and 
<laughs> you know, wolves and aliens and, you know, all this crazy shit. And they had a cool look. And they were, like, almost kind of metal, but they were definitely punk. And it was just so weird but cool, and it made it work. And Danzig's voice was amazing and all that. So that, hey. gre that green one, the green compilation, I don't know the exact name, but you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Yeah. Hey, Andrew. I'm gonna yeah. get to see the original Misfits too. Yeah, time. I saw that. Fuck nice. you, by the way. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. All right. So that's <laughs> going to college days. These are around the same time chronologically. Well, no, no, no. Actually, Norma Jean, Bless the Martyr, Kiss the Child. That was first. Okay. I, I was listening to that probably first year, maybe even when I was in a senior in college. I mean, in high school. Um, you know, metalcore, metal, whatever. It's like, we were calling it hardcore at the time, but it's kind of metalcore. Yeah. Whatever you want to call it. Anyway, super huge into that all throughout college. Uh, and that album was like the pinnacle album of that time. I can't, I can't think of anything else more pinnacle than that. True. And then, you know, there were, two, there were two other dudes that were into metal, probably before I met Maddie, uh, named, uh, well, I'll say their first name, Andy and Brooks. And I'm no longer really, I don't keep in touch with them at all, but uh, they introduced me to this band, Blind Guardian. <laughs> and I, I like power metal a lot. I know it can be very cheesy, the whole fantasy aspect and all that, you know, but uh, this this band does it the best. Uh, that The album is Nightfall of Middle Earth, by the way. Oh my god, that album's so fucking good. <laughs> yeah, see, Maddie, Maddie approves, so there you go. It's Maddie's music and Maddie approves. So, <laughs> I saw that album at Half Price approved. Books, and it was like fifteen ninety nine. I was like, oh my god, I cannot spend $16 on a fucking used CD. Like, it must be out of print or something. No, like, yeah, you know, they're pretty known in Europe and Japan, actually, it seems like. So, yeah. I don't think they're known that well in America, but uh, it looks like their tour is doing well. How do you say their name in Japanese? Buraindo Guardian. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> they are so popular, they even have their own uh, CD called Tokyo Tales oh in, in Japan. It's a live uh, live uh, concert album. But, uh, but yeah, Nightfall Middle Earth, and I would have to say A Night at the Opera is maybe my second favorite of theirs. But uh, but what's on the list is Nightfall and Middle Earth. Um, great album. I like cheesy power metal. Fuck you if you don't. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, super house response. Too. Yes, <laughs> and I, I'm, I, and again, I'm kind of sad that Rage Against the Machine tooled it and make it. Also, I'd say a runner-up is Relationship of Command by At the oh, Drive-In. Oh! Uh, very hard not to put that on. And also, an, I'm sorry, I'm cheating, but another runner-up is Anti-Pop by Primus. Okay, yeah. I'm done. <laughs> Man, Wait, I want a runner-up. Yeah, I want a runner-up. All right, everybody, everybody go through runner-ups. I'm sorry, I did that. My my one no, it's good. My one runner-up is Roots by Sepultura. I'm a Latino, <laughs> Latino metal. Got it. Boom. There you go. Minor threat. Complete discography. There you go. <laughs> Boom, baby. Anybody else runner-up? Come on. Okay, we're done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, can I change all my albums to the fish discography? <laughs> Done. 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 Not if you want to be on this podcast. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know what? I, you know what I tell jam band people? I say, you know what? I'm glad Jerry Garcia's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck his ice cream too. Whoa! Hold up! Hold hold up! Hold up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, Maddie can't yeah. go that far. 
The ice cream is good. The ice cream is good. Don't hate on ice cream, man. God, I'm sorry I went that far. Matt can say Andrew's got to go. Man. Got to go, dude. All right, see you guys. No, really. That was fun. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. Matty, great fucking idea, bro. I was I was wondering what people would pick, and it's uh, everyone. It was not surprising. Like it was, it was good. Like I mean, I feel like we all listen to the same shit, so it's kind of nice. Yeah, and, yeah, know, like, yeah. And it's honestly just made me go, oh, I need to download Pantera's complete discography tonight and listen to it all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, feel like a four, I have a four-hour car ride in a couple of days, so. Might be oh, yeah. Pantera all the way. I'll be fucking raging by the time I get to Chicago. <laughs> yeah, I like be on the one that I can sing all the songs to that album. I remember yeah. being in our class in like uh, eighth grade, and like there was just a girl that we that we were friends with, and she like, hey, I have this tape, Far Beyond Driven, Pantera. Does anybody want? Do you want it? What? I was like, sure. <laughs> do you want it? Oh my god! <laughs> and then I, I, you know, put it in, and I was like, oh, this is great. <laughs> Well, like what? I just want to know the story of why she was like, "Oh, I'll check this. I'll buy this tape." And you know, she she's it. like you know, like grunge music and stuff. We only had our class together, and like me and my buddy Jesse would, uh, you know, kind of sit sit we're around each other and draw and chit chat and like. She had the Pantera CD or, or cassette tape, and I guess Jesse didn't want it. And I was like, "Sure, I'll take it." I guess it she was given it was given to her or something, and she wasn't into that you know sort of metal. She she's probably more into I don't know something else, but. Uh, yeah, it was pretty sweet. I gotta tell you, when you brought up Rob Zombie or White Zombie uh, mm. uh, Johnson, I, I thought of uh, there was definitely a time where I was playing with my friends and my brothers uh, Power Stone on Dreamcast yeah. oh, while yeah. listening to that Rob Zombie album. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> over and yeah. over and over. I miss that. I, I would do the same thing. I would play like Sega Saturn and listen to White Zombie. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Dragula and shit. God, that was <laughs> that was the time, man. Hellbilly so Deluxe is fucking solid ass album. It's dude. still solid, right? It's yeah. not oh, it's bad. amazing. It's a really good I, album. Like so. Astro Creep 2000 is great. I picked up the tape the other day for like three bucks, yeah. and like I <laughs> nice, have like dude. a tape player in my uh, like in my bathroom, and I just like put on tapes when I take a shower, and I've consistently been listening to Astro Creep 2000. Yeah. So I can be prepared <laughs> nice. to sing along to every lyric. That Rob wow. is shouting at my face. Um, <laughs> That's I, amazing. Like, at the at work, we do like trucks on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and we can play music. So if, like for the first half, they're like I torment them with like Thursday, <laughs> and like uh, I put on like the other day I was like uh, last week I was um, processing with a, a coworker, and she's like, "Is this is this Rob Zombie?" I was like, "Oh yes, yes, <laughs> yes." Um, but um. She was like, "Is this is this Rob Zombie?" I was like, "You are correct, but also wrong. This is Y Zombie, and it's Asher Creep 2000." And then she's like, "Hey, can we play the album with Dragula?" And I was like, "Of course we can." Like a downward spiral into all of like the Rob Zombie albums that I like like. It was a good day. People walk back and they're like, what the fuck are you guys listening to? I was like, Stuff you need to know about. <laughs> <laughs> Oh uh, man. How do you guys feel about next time doing one for movies? Yes. Yeah. Top five movies. Oh, that's gonna be harder. Yeah, it's harder. Mine are all gonna be porn. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just 
Seth and I really thought you were going to just do all Tool albums and explain why you liked all of them. Hilarious. I would have believed you, Stefan. I would have been like, he's not joking, it's just Tool. I honestly was going to do that. But I thought, I wanted to participate and I wanted to be like, no, I'm going to sit here and think about this, but yeah. I was I was even considering doing that as my number one all Tool album. There are ever. very few bands I've heard every single song of, and they yeah. are Tool, Rage Against the Machine, and Metallica. Yeah. And I can't really think of any other band I've heard of like every fucking song they've done. True that. Yeah. Misfits is close, but I feel like there's some I've been, I've missed. Tool just man really set the stage for like the way I I feel the way I feel like I feel, think about things. Yeah. Have you seen them, Stefan? Tool? Yeah, yeah, I've seen them a, a few times. I just tried to. They're coming to Denver on October 26th or something like that. And oh, they're still touring. Oh, they just announced a tour. They're only doing six oh, nice. dates okay. uh, for this tour, and they're about to drop a new album. There's a bunch of rumors and stuff, oh, wow. but but they have they themselves have confirmed that um, the shortest song on their next album is 12 minutes long. Holy shit! <laughs> so so who knows? It could be it could be it could be. I don't know. I don't want to say any, I don't, four LPs. Right. <laughs> I don't want to say I don't want to say anything <laughs> in that direction just yet because I just want to be fresh. But they're coming to town. They're only playing six dates um, on this tour, and Denver was one of them. But tickets started at like 150 bucks. Fuck wow. all the rich audience members who are listening to this <laughs> and being like, "You're a pussy." I didn't have. I didn't, <laughs> But you know what I mean, and then and then you refresh, and then the fucking tickets go up and up and up. So I'm just like, all right, it's, mm. it's fine. I've seen him about five times. I God, saw him. At, I I'm saw jealous. Him at, I saw him at Red Rocks here, uh, which is like a big kind of a big deal in Colorado. The venue, it's like all natural. Like, you, you guys have them in LA, the those like slanty red fucking motherfuckers. Anyway, <laughs> it's a big it's a big natural amphitheater, like surrounded by mountains, basically. And so anyway, that was the first time I saw Tool. I saw him a bunch. They're great. I'm hoping I'll get lucky and be able to get a ticket online, maybe Craigslist. I can't go. I have tool tickets. You know, that shit happens, so mm-hmm. whatever. But Yeah, we had, we I saw them in uh, Lollapalooza 97. I just, here, I just digress for a second. I told this story earlier today, and this is my, this is my, this is where I am with tool. And this will be the end of the sentence. Um, <laughs> one time I was in Chicago. When I was living in Chicago, I had just moved there. A few months in, and I was working at Jimmy John's uh, delivering sandwiches, um, and I was getting off of work one night, and I was walking home in this neighborhood. And at the time, it was like kind of like, you know, like gentrification was taking place, but not so much. But, you know, there's a good mix of, of people who have been there and people who are just moving in. Anyway, I was walking up the street, and around the corner, I see this dude, this big black dude, not, not trying to bring race into anything. It doesn't matter. But this big black dude comes around with like a, uh, just to paint the picture, <laughs> this big black dude comes around holding a gun. And I'm like, oh shit, I see him up the block. I'm like, oh shit, he's going to kill me. <laughs> and the, the only thing I could think to do at the time was pull out my fucking iPhone and look at what piece of music I was listening to. It was la- title track Lateralis by Tool. And the only thing I could think to do was just turn it up. I put it back in my pocket and I kept walking towards this guy and he's breathing all hard with this gun walking walking and he just walks past me and I'm just like alright cool 
Jeez. But ultimately, your life. Well, ultimately, I'm just like, fuck it. Like, this is good timing on his part. (laughs) 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 You know, they'll find me. I'll go out into my, like, you know, 12 minutes of brain activity. To tool, and when they when they when they find my body and look at what I was listening to, they'll be like, "This fucking dude rules." <laughs> this guy, the, the mortician's like, "This guy was cool, man." <laughs> he had no fucks. To give. <laughs> That's what I like. Anyway, fucking hell. <laughs> oh man, that's great. That's I remember the first time I've heard that story, Stefan, and we're like, yeah. We live together. Man, kinda... it just it just came. Oh, out this was in Chicago. Yeah, this, yeah, was, this was during the Johnson uh, days. This was this was right before yeah. Maddie and I actually started to hang out because uh, I had just gotten there. Um, other other fantastical elements came into play to bring Johnson or uh, not Johnson <laughs> to bring <laughs> Maddie and I together, um, sure. which you'll hear about in. <laughs> Shameless plug, our new show, Legit Shit, coming to you live under the Superhouse uh-huh. Podcast Network. Boom! Anyway, wow. boom. <laughs> wow. done. Theme song um, done. We're wow. doing this shit. It's coming, it's coming at you. Uh, uh, I don't know when, but soon. Anyway. What were you saying, Johnson? Huh? <laughs> oh, no, I was just asking a question. Yeah, just where it was. Oh, uh... Yeah, it was like right. It was right. It was right in front of our apartment. Okay, so Johnson and I lived together too. At this point, we lived together in Chicago. So this was right in front of our place on on Western and Potomac, thirteen hundred something. That fucking apartment. Place was fucking dangerous, man. (laughs) It was crazy, dude. Those landlords we had were fucking shysters all the way. They drew yeah. us up. They drew us up a lease on lined yellow paper and a sharpie. Wow. <laughs> yeah. No, Stephen, remember, I got fucking yelled at over the phone from him because you and Cholak didn't have your money. Right. Oh yeah. Why the well, fucking yeah, Cholak right. have his money? He had all. He had a fucking big ass <laughs> nest egg. When I got there, they fucking these dudes burst through the door, or they came into the door of the apartment. I was sleeping on the fucking floor in one of the rooms on like a little, uh, not even an air mattress, but like a camping mat. And they come in and they're like, "You got to get the fuck out. We haven't got no money from anybody." I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> and so we all had to like rally together and like scrape together our money in order to fucking keep this place. I had um, to put it up, and then you guys figured. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. Johnson for the mm. win. Jesus. Um, but yeah, it was right. It was right around where we were off Western. It was like the most dangerous street you could ride your bike on. <laughs> I ride in streets. I ride in streets now with plenty of room in Denver, and I'm like, I'm gonna fucking die. But back then, dude, we would Western hit up Shy uh, Town. Anyway, for more Shy Town shenanigans, check out Legit Shit coming to you live. Not live, was... but anyway, go ahead. <laughs> You guys ready to move on? Any any closing yeah. remarks? Good one. Fuck guys. the police. I'm, I'm very excited about what just happened. <laughs> <laughs> very pleased with what I've done. Yes, very good job, Maddie. It was great. I don't know what we're listening to next time. So All right. I'll have it soon. We'll figure it out. Most um, influential food related well, albums you wanted, wanted to do the uh iphone 7 airpods with yes i was app. thinking that because i feel like johnson doesn't have much longer it's tear to shit yeah, i might i have to go yeah. all right johnson we wanted to uh real quick uh maybe not real quick i don't know we'll figure it out but uh <laughs> take a big shit on the uh iphone 7 and the airpods yeah first <laughs> of all 
Those are those. That's that's the shape of the pods that never stay in my ear. Like they always fall out. So I'm like, okay. What? So I'm gonna buy like $160 fucking things that are gonna gingerly dangle out of my ear and get lost. Oh, and you gotta charge them. They did. Yeah, those things don't fit in my ear, so I'm gonna be walking around and like fucking they're gonna fall out into a storm drain or something. They're building the gadgets so small they're running out of places to put their logo. Yeah, right. True, Man. bro. True. <laughs> Deep thoughts right there. But now I got now I gotta make sure my headphones are charged and my phone's charged before I leave. Like, come on. That's your whole well, life. Apparently the phone comes with different headphones and these are ones you can just buy separately at your own leisure. Yeah. But it comes yeah. with different headphones, but they're they're obviously boot yeah. Bluetooth though, right? I yeah. think so. It comes uh, with a dongle right? that allows you to hook up any of your old headphones but it plugs into where you would normally charge it. It comes now. with that dongle. Yeah. Okay, at least they did that. That's that's yeah. nice. It's still annoying though that in order to listen yeah. like with your current headphones, you have to plug something else in before yeah. you can to your charging cable. So you gotta have like yeah. you know an, what, an what extra did, cable. What did a headphone jack ever do to anyone? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It gave us the ability to listen to tunes on the go. Mm-hmm. It's like Apple oh, wants to like single handedly cause this movement to happen, like. Let's all go. We're all Bluetooth now, guys. You know, obviously we are all, aren't we? Like, I don't know. Yeah. I think it's it's a little bit. They, it might be a little bit too much control on their part. I was I'm a huge Apple off. fan myself. Like, I worked at the Apple store. Blah blah blah. You know, Fucking like nerd. Yeah. And then <laughs> and then and then like I don't know, man. I feel like ever since, especially since Jobs left. Oh, he left. Yeah. <laughs> he died in more than ways than one when he stepped down he left and then feet. died he left one no. day and died the next alright anyway yeah since he fucking <laughs> since he you know kicked the bucket I uh I don't think Apple's really been the same and I don't know I'm just less I'm less of a fan of Apple than I than I used to be so I don't know um yeah I think it's kind of a mis- it's kind of a mistake really these these <coughs> headphones look like shit for one doesn't doesn't Apple have to have like the uh, what you call it? They're known to have good designers, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. They're supposed to have like the oh, top you, designers they, in the world working on their shit, but their fucking headphones look like hair dryers, like <laughs> miniature hair dryers. Like, <laughs> fuck that, man. This totally. these things look so stupid in your ear. Stupid. Like, have have the wrap around things that right. you know that Beats oh. has or whatever. Like, those look cool. If you're gonna go Bluetooth, fine, but at least make them look cool. This is that, just I don't know, man. It's so unnecessary. That's the thing is like you don't you could have any other fucking Bluetooth headphone for a price of quality instead of these earphones and they're acting like it's a brand new like innovation and they look fucking horrible. They look as good as your handset phone used to look before you got rid of it. Right. And he- and headphones <coughs> are such a like kind of like a fashion statement kind i mean i don't know like kind of yeah they got that it's like a tie they look kind of they look they can look cool sometimes like like somebody wearing headphones looks cool sometimes but these look like so fucking stupid yeah they do they really they just like and they only made them that size and stuff i'm gathering my assumption is because you know to keep them from being lost they're just um they're just like cumbersome enough not to get lost you know it's like that's not a good thing to say about anything any kind of product and and they're apple headphones and they're gonna sound like shit and nobody cares like just shortly my two cents 
it'll probably be great to have an iPhone 7 just to have one. It's like having a fucking nice new car. But if you're buying that shit at retail value, you're retarded. Sorry <laughs> to use the term, bringing it back and taking it back. <laughs> oh, my God. Like uh, Clerks 2, <laughs> that whole scene. Yeah. I'm taking it back for myself. Okay. Lord, Lord knows we're, we're not perfect. Um, but anyway, whatever. It's too expensive for me to give a shit. I have an iPhone 5S, and uh, the mm -hmm. iPhone 4S was the greatest, single greatest piece of machinery Apple ever created next to the MacBook Pro. The 5S is okay. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> yeah, I was telling Johnson, like, uh, uh, and I posted this too, I guess, but... Uh, I was like, I'm, I'm, maybe it's just because I'm getting older or something, but like, I just don't care about the latest and greatest phone <laughs> anymore. Yeah. Like, yeah. when the iPhone 7 comes it out, I'm like, all right, it whatever. It always updates, you know? You're always going to be behind. So, yeah. like, and the thing is, there's a lot of good options. You don't have to, you don't have to worry mm. about like, whether or not you have the nicest Android phone because it's a smartphone that just came out next to the nicest Apple. Like, there's... There's like stair steps. There's so many different classes of fucking phone you can get or stumble into. Think about all the people that use Cricket and Metro PCS or whatever Boost. You know, right. not not everybody uses like uh, the big companies directly, and they're still buying the same fucking phone, Samsung Galaxy, whatever. Johnson, are you the only one with the Droid here? Anybody else have a Droid? I had one. I I love I love Android. I think Android in my opinion is better than the iPhone, but I've recently gone back to iPhone. Um, I just love that I can do anything yeah. with the Android. I can put any kind of yeah. shady programs on there or whatever. It's that freedom, right? You like the freedom? Yeah. Yeah. Shady programs. <laughs> I, I I have a tablet that uh, actually Israel told me about, but uh, the emulators are definitely a plus. Yeah. yeah. yeah totally. All the emulators. But uh, like with the if people that bought, like develop apps like they have a problem with Droid because you got to develop for all the different OSs within Droid, mm, sure. <laughs> whereas yeah. with Apple you just develop for iOS and boom you're done, you know. Yeah. So boom, yeah. there's there's more there's more regulation without with the App Store, but uh, that's why you get like a bunch of like crazy shit on the Droid Store or whatever Google Play. Yeah. But but uh, it's like the Wild West over there, whereas Apple's like 1984. <laughs> uh, but uh, whatever, I could see myself going droid at some point in the future. But I don't know. It's anyway. great. It's so never. Good. The other never. thing with the with the, <laughs> the stereo speakers on the phone, I feel like that's gonna encourage people to just play their music out loud on the subway. You know, that's gonna be so fucking annoying on the subway. <laughs> but but outside outside of that, I do like that idea because like right, right, right. like yeah, I've def. I think everybody's used their phone to just kind of jam out. Sure. Outside of the speakers, like you just put it on, you know, you just play it loud off the the speakers in your uh, that it has already. Yeah. But yeah, man, that's gonna be so. It said it gets twi <laughs> twice as loud, dude. Yeah, some dude's gonna be like, "Oh shit, my headphones aren't charged." Oh well. Yeah, that's. Sometimes I want to listen to podcasts in the shower, and I can't hear my podcast because my phone's so low. But the stereo is gonna make it easy for me to listen to my podcast in the shower. Wait, so Joe, Joey, Joey, you're going to get a 7 the day of? No. I, I, oh, yeah. I got a 6S, and once, mm -hmm. you know, I'll probably wait till like, the 8 comes out or whatever the fuck, you know. 
yeah, I get a get a new phone. Like this one's nice. I like it. I don't see myself really needing to get one uh, until this one dies or is shit. Mm-hmm. Until the right. updates have completely corrupted it, and I can. <laughs> it was easier. It was easier for me to play video games and read comic books on Android than it is the iPhone. Those are the two most important things. So I understand your position. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so so it's it's rough, but. Well, I I have a, yeah. a an Apple my iPad called Chunky, and that's one I use to like. Uh, other than like the actual like Marvel right, image yeah. app, you know, Chunky is one that I use that I can just go straight from a hard drive to my uh, iPad and read whatever I I want as True long as that. it's like of True course that. like a CBR or whatever. Yeah. yeah, you know. And the other thing with the Android with the Miracast, I can play an emulator on my big TV. Basically, use my phone like the controller. Whoa. Wirelessly. Oh, nice. Awesome. So, yeah. so it, it, what it does like a Chromecast where it can project the game onto your TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like oh, Android. Nice. I like Android better because it takes better dick pics to send out. <laughs> Very interesting, Stefan. I think I you think have to have so, the resolution to see something that yeah, small. Something about the, <laughs> something about, <laughs> that and something about. I don't know. You got me. <laughs> you walked right the fuck into that one. Yeah. Hey, it was for, it was for the show. Johnson said, "Yeah." <laughs> Y'all don't know, dude. Another thing, I saw some somebody did a meme. It showed like the new Apple ear AirPod, whatever, and then it had a photo of uh, Ben Stiller from something about Mary when he has a jizz hanging from his ear. <laughs> it was uncanny. Wow. <laughs> You know you're going to do like a hard head whip and the thing's just going to fly out. That's what I'm like, saying. Like you said, Stephen, <laughs> hard head whip. I ride my bike a lot. Imagine like fucking on a dangerous street listening to music, which I probably shouldn't do in the first place. Yeah, listening sure. to music. <laughs> listening to the music. Yeah, and dropping one of those fucking headphones at high speed. Like, fuck that. Then why don't you put just like a little white little string nylon yeah. string with the logo hanging off it like fucking jordans or something i don't care like just why 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 are they separate you know i'm all for wireless and i think bluetooth headphones i don't have any yet that's kind of like the big dream that's pretty much the main dream bluetooth headphones but for these to come out directly from apple and not have any kind of like tether is kind of retarded you but. mean like uh, something from Headphone to headphone, earbud right, to earbud. Right, yeah, because like you're gonna like exactly like head banging or something like whatever you're like doing. I feel like the the, the third yeah. like third party Apple products are gonna have that for oh, your yeah. AirPods. Right, buy them for forty dollars. Don't, don't lose yeah. them. It's like how much? Yeah, how yeah, how much? Um, yeah. How much of that? Third party. Yeah. Also, somebody could just come snatch them right out of your ear too, <laughs> <laughs> or slap them out of your head. Wow. I guess they're mine. <laughs> you done fucked up today. Yeah. That was not an impression got, of a black guy. That was an impression one. of a All white guy. All I need guy. is a right one. <laughs> You're Latino, bro, so you get away with it more than us. <laughs> yeah, <Very right>. good. Because <laughs> I see shit, man. Sometimes man. I see shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That was a good-ass conversation, boys. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Closing remarks on that one. 
Fuck the police. Trash. Fuck Apple. <laughs> Fuck Apple, the guy that has a Mac. <laughs> using yeah, right man. now to talk to us. Yeah. <laughs> Windows sucks too, though. Fuck them. I know, gotta, if they would just make Windows decent, I might go to PC, but man, fuck Windows. With Adobe being on Windows as well, it's like, at a certain what, point, you're like... What's even know. any good anymore? What's yeah. good, man? What's, what's good? What's good anymore? I heard you. I want to join that PC master race, but I don't want to use Windows. <laughs> <laughs> then you got to be like a fucking hacker to run your shit under Linux or Johnson's something. like, yeah, master yeah. race? Count me in. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good to me. How I've, many... always, I've always felt like that myself. <laughs> How many Uzis do I get right away? <laughs> I like that symbol on your arm. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> no, wait, just, just to clarify for the listener, you know the whole PC gamer, right. console yeah. gamer. Alright, All right, just so that's clear. PC, I... They call it PC Master Race because they yeah. like to think they're better than console gamers and they I, can fuck I off. I see Johnson as more of a Cobra Commander. Sure. <laughs> oh my god. What were Cobra Commander's motivations? That's really what they never Not yet. Nobody knows. To kill Joe, of course. No, he should just be about, like, hookers and drugs. It's just like, <laughs> nothing's gonna stop me from getting my hookers and drugs. I'm going to assemble, like, the fucking most elite force of military killers to protect seemed, my dream of hookers and cocaine. It seemed like he only wanted to, like, blow up landmarks. It seemed like that was... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that one's up too high. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he was ISIS, bro. I am the Cobra Commander. Killing off, uh, or taking down uh, landmarks and shit. Yeah. He wanted to create his own history. Maybe that's what it was. What if ISIS is watching G.I. What Joe? an ego on that guy. <laughs> ISIS just gets all their ideas from our 80s cartoons. And they don't have <laughs> nearly enough costumes. That's the that worst thing there. I've ever said. <laughs> Dude, if they if they had costumes, <laughs> watching watching the news would be amazing. <laughs> if you're gonna blow each other up, like, why not have fucking cool costumes? It would legitimize your your Dude, your love of comics so much. <laughs> like, you see, this shit's real, actually. I want some nifty characters. You know, I want some fucking spiffy duds. Oh man, this has been hilarious. <laughs> that American Sniper shit, though. Those guys read Punisher comics and they put the Punisher skull on all their fucking oh, uh, tanks and shit and all their um, mm -hmm. bulletproof vests and shit. Everything yeah. connects. <laughs> Everything connects. James Maynard told me that. <laughs> oh man. I feel like I just had like a really good cup of coffee. Oh man. I know. What a good... <laughs> oh, I know. What a good cup of Joe. <laughs> oh, shucks. Oh, man. You know, what we should, you know what we should incorporate into the Superhouse every now and again is is remote shots. Remote um, shots? What do you we'll mean by that? We'll, we'll, we'll have our poison of choice and cheers at the same time. Mm. Sounds the good end, to at me. The, at the end or something. We just get totally like rambunctious and Ramb unlistenable. Yeah. yeah, right at the beginning. <laughs> It'll be our New Year's episode. Let's just go for it. Sounds great, actually. Ring yeah, in the New Year with Superhouse. Or, yeah. You. Fu <laughs> <laughs>
What, what are you guys doing for New Year's? At, uh, at our <laughs> I'm recording a podcast. I can't go uh, to your party. Yeah. Sorry I'm too cool for you. Fuck off. <laughs> I can eat Doritos at home, you fuck. We had Adam <laughs> I wasn't inviting you to come to my house to eat Doritos, moron. <laughs> yeah, happy 2017. Get a job. <laughs> What are, what am I, 13? <laughs> Doritos, this is Grey Goose, bitch. <laughs> Grey Goose and Totino's Pizza Rolls. Oh, dude. <laughs> you bring pizza rolls. All right, you I'll go to that party. Yeah. I didn't mean to blaspheme pizza rolls. I was is, your, <laughs> is that Grey Goose from a Brita filter? <laughs> <laughs> I poured it through twice, bro. It gets so refined. At that Who point. wants some ranch? <laughs> cool Ranch. <laughs> Throwing Cool Ranch Doritos like know, Ninja guys. Stars, I motherfucker. I think this New Year's party sounds pretty fun. <laughs> it sounds kind of, it sounds <laughs> kind of cool, actually. Party. I mean, pizza rolls, Cool Ranch Doritos, Mountain Dew, Grey Goose, let's fucking do it. <laughs> Mountain Dew and Grey Goose, boy. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be called Power Punch. <laughs> We'll be like fucking oh, Mega Man. Man. Superhouse special. Here is a shot of Grey Goose Mountain Dew with a fucking pizza roll inside it. <laughs> that is, dude. That is that is a Superhouse cocktail, bro. <laughs> it is. It really it's is. called Le Superhouse. <laughs> Le House de Super. You, you do the shot. You eat the pizza roll, and then someone goes to cleanse the palate. Here's a four-inch Dorito. <laughs> crunch, crunch. Mm. I was that from the same bag as the last one? <laughs> I'm gonna vomit. What year? What year are these Doritos? Fantastic. <laughs> I haven't had a 2005 since 2009. <laughs> <laughs> this ranch is so cool and ranchy. <laughs> and oh, then man. somebody's in the background wearing a. Make seven up yours T-shirt. <laughs> That's like from '98 or some shit, not 2005. <laughs> Pretty close. Man, this podcast has devolved <laughs> into amazingness. <laughs> so New Year's, New Year's party. Where's the that beef? Shot, that shot is copyrighted by. Let's the way. go to Vegas, guys. Let's go to Vegas. Fuck, we have to decide on can a we, time zone. Can we just though. repeat old corporate slogans. From the nineties, like what, Johnson? Oh, God. That, that's we can only we can only use corporate slogans to pick up women in Vegas during New Year's. <laughs> that's a video right there, guys. We can only that's use slogans. Boring. You walk up to some blonde with like huge tits and be like, "Hey, baby, make seven up yours." <laughs> I'm gonna be like, "Time to make the donuts." <laughs> what was another fucking? Uh... God, yeah, I'm trying to remember. <laughs> Have it your way. Have a Coke and a smile. <laughs> it's like early 90s. <laughs> <laughs> fucking McDonald's is... Uh, what, what was Mc, what's McDonald's again? Don't I'd be the fucking it. Noid. You're, you're loving it or whatever? I'm loving it? I'm loving it. <laughs> That's probably from the 90s and they haven't changed Stephen. it. If I had to rely on... I just started looking up to see what the Noid's catchphrase was. <laughs> what was it? <laughs> I don't know. I can't find it. Wasn't just saying nonsense. The noise. The noise just made off with your shit. 
Avoid, avoid the noise. The noise. <laughs> avoid the noise. Avoid the noise. Yeah. If my dating skills were to be the equivalent of any fast food franchise, it would be the Noid. Oh, there's also Pizza Pizza. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. That makes sense. I mean, that, oh, Little hey, Caesars. <laughs> I really think that would get us somewhere, though. Like pizza if, Pizza. If, hey. if you've been drinking throughout the night and you just walked up to someone and went Pizza Pizza, they'd probably hey, like, fuck yes. Where, where hey, girl. Just your pelvis at them. Yeah, hey, girl. Pizza Pizza. <laughs> I know we don't know each other, but Pizza Wait, Pizza. Wait, are we having sex or are we eating pizza? Mm. You're doing both. Pizza is sex and pizza is pizza. Obviously. Oh my god, that's the most intellectual. Come on! <laughs> I looked up a site from I'm, for uh, I'm writing 90, a book about pizza. Ninety slogans, right? So apparently, oh Starburst was the juices loose <laughs> from '97. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Exxon was rely on the tiger. What the fuck? That'd be mine. Uh, that's, sure. good. that's good. Yeah. That's good. Rely on go the that. tiger. Heinz I was, I ketchup can... was. Get it on. I mean, oh, there yeah. you go. <laughs> of course, right? Sex sells, baby. Pizza, pizza. Sex sells ketchup, <laughs> I guess. Squirt. Squirt. That's all you need. You just need to see <laughs> the name of that drink. Yeah. That's why Squirt's the highest selling soda per capita in this nation. What? <laughs> you made that shit. <laughs> Squirt. Squirt. Yes. Surge. I wasn't thirsty, but now I'm thirsty. Oh man, I'm trying to find other shit, but these none of them are like we really know. <laughs> A lot of it's like '90s uh, phrases or slang. Five dollar like, uh, foot long. Like mm. all that in a bag of chips and shit like that. <laughs> God, I mean, I mean, that we shit. could just go with that. Surge. <laughs> no fear. You, stop, you have to like no right, no right, fear. right when you got it in the bag, right. Right before you get the number, no, right after you get the number, you gotta scream, SIRT! And have all your friends come in and fucking throw chairs and tables and shit at you as you're trying to run out the door. Surge is when you you come in cider, bro. <laughs> oh. Alright, you're right. I got ahead of myself. It's at the, at the point you climax. That's when you say the catchphrase? Surge! Surge! Oh! <laughs> she'll think you're fucking. She'll think you're Goku, man. But this is a girl that has I having sex with you based on the fact Stephen, that you hit on her with a 90s think, phrase. Yes. I, I don't think she'll think I'm Goku. I don't think that's gonna cross her mind. You gotta scream Surge as loud as you can. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you gotta go Super <laughs> Saiyan. Okay, I get it. I get it. You know what I mean? Was that was that Mark Rubenstein? Did he just show up to the uh, podcast? That sounds amazing. We should have him on at some point. Dude, I would love I would love that more than anything. I got a story about Mark Rubenstein. Actually, I'm gonna. Oh well, shit. I'm sorry. I'm sorry we said his last name, but he's been sort of quasi famous in photo photography before. Anyway, so. Mark is no was known to make up words for people, right? Yeah. Remember that? He would make up a word for everything. I went from <laughs> Maddie Fitzgee to to Maddie G to uh -huh. Maddie and then just to G. Right, right, right. <laughs> he called he, he called me to get everyone down to a letter. Right. I felt like was his goal. He called me little shredder because I skateboarded. <laughs> <laughs> 
and I was shorter than him. Leo Schrader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my Leo God. Schrader. Remember so, <laughs> so before, before this, the story is before I knew what Butterface was, <laughs> I thought that was just something he said, and he said that about a girl that we both knew, and then, by Johnson, by the way. See ya. Later. See ya. I said to that girl, Mark calls you a Butterface. That's pretty cool, huh? <laughs> <laughs> she like pretty much started crying right in front of me. Andrew, I fucking love you sometimes. I had fucking no idea what that fucking word meant. I wish but, I was there. But at that time, I figured out what it meant. Did she have a? Was she a butterface? I didn't think so. I mean, I was I was crushing on it at the time. Uh, Actually, this is the second year of Scad. Joey was probably uh, somewhat near ground zero for I need, this. Should have followed up with, to, but I, I don't think you're a butterface. Yeah, I don't want to go into names on that one, but uh, yeah, that that was one of the most embarrassing m stories from college for me. But it was it was just because he made up fucking half the things he said. <laughs> you know what I mean? He had his own fucking vocabulary. Yeah, he's an Mark alien is an entirely sure. different creature. I've never met anyone like him. <laughs> no, and that's the pro that's what, what he, fucked me up. What is he doing? Is he in L.A. still? He he's lives. Now, isn't he? He's about to be married. He's he, somewhere he, out here. He lives like to be an hour north of like San Diego, apparently, uh -huh. and he wants to move back here, or at least to Long Beach, which is still like kind of far out from where me, Joey, and probably James and Jeremy live. So it's like pretty far. I don't know why he chose to live all the way the fuck out there. Hmm. Uh, I and I and I haven't talked to him in years. Actually, he's I'm getting my news from Jeremy, who I work with. Yeah. So I keep tabs on him. Sort of, kind of, that way. Jeremy? Yeah. About his comeback? Batty. About about we, we have to do, do another, like, lunch, uh, a lunch one, probably. We gotta be like, we gotta be like Jack Black trying to get that Led Zeppelin song for School of Rock. We gotta make a video and say, Bowditch. We gotta come to Bowditch, <laughs> I think. We're, we're gonna have to, like, uh, you let's, know. When we go to L.A., let's bombard him. Yeah, you're gonna have to I ambush think. him and be like, "Yo, you're on Superhouse. Here you go. What do you gotta say?" He's just too cool now, man. He's on <laughs> boats all the time. I don't know what he does. I don't know if he works. I think he's just on boats all of the time. He yeah. is. He's turning into a boat. He likes sailing a lot. Oh. Jeremy, don't turn into a boat. Come back. <laughs> <laughs> we'll Come back to humanity to set the high I mean, seas. Depending on what kind of boat you want to become, and if I can live on this boat that you become, that would be totally. <laughs> No, that's not true. I would miss you. I'd miss our conversations. We gotta get him on. We probably can for for one of those lunch shows, like a, when we record at noon, our time. Rubenstein's harder. Rubenstein's actually much harder. Yeah. We'll see how it goes, though. That's when when Stefan and I are out there, we have to get Rubenstein. Yeah. Goal. Yeah. Actually, that'll be the one way we can meet his ass. Cool. I mean, I will give up every, like, ex besides the Ghost and Death Heaven show, if I could just see Rubenstein, I will not do any other L.A. thing. <laughs> well, he's not doing L.A. things either, so. <laughs> I mean, but, I mean, I have not seen that guy in many moons. And it needs oh, I know. Uh, hey, you yeah. should message him on Facebook and be like, hey, fucker. Hey, let's, me? let's meet up. Yeah. Uh, 
I will. I'll get him. And I need I need to see a motherfucking Bowditch too. He's easier than Bout than uh, Ruben Steen. Yeah, I've I've well, seen yeah, Bowditch the last that. couple times I've been. All right, um, the listener has no idea what the fuck we're talking about. <laughs> Did you guys want to move into the code the... word? Bowditch is the safe word. You wanted to move into uh, movie bits real quick. I'm just calling it that for this episode. I don't know why I thought of that. That's fine. I agree with the movie name. Bits. I'm not opposed to it. Welcome to movie Yet. bits. Um, so we haven't heard from Joey in a bit. Uh, Joey and I literally just got out of seeing Sully, the new movie with Tom Hanks, about him landing that goddamn plane. Um, so Joey, what were your thoughts? I enjoyed it. It's, uh, there's no, um, let's see. Hold on. It's like the, the, the premise is very small. And the fact that they made it up, what was it, like an hour and a half, hour 40? It's like, yeah, it's 90 movie. minutes. Yeah, it was very short. Um, it's basically him landing the plane. Um, they're trying to figure out why he didn't do this and that. And then he basically ends up letting them know why he didn't do this and that. And that's the end of the movie. Did he ever say, so, hi, my name is Sully and I'm landing this plane? No. No. <laughs> this is a real story here, bro. I, mean, I know. I'm just saying. I mean, you know how movies are. They definitely <laughs> realism. Uh, they don't really uh, jazz it up any by like a big score or sort of actiony shots. You know, it's very sort of basic, calm. Uh, it's really good. I, I enjoyed it. I think everybody will enjoy it when they see it. But uh, yeah, it's it's pretty basic. Like, you know, lands the plane. Says, yeah, this is the reason I land the plane in the movie. It sounds about right. Yeah, so uh, like Joey said, it's it's like right at ninety minutes. It's very focused, not much filler at all, really. Uh, so that's really good. I liked it a lot as well. And as of this recording, we we it, this is 2016, so it was kind of cool to see that on uh, today, which is cool. Insensitive. <laughs> but uh yeah it was it was good and i love the flashbacks and i i'm i'm what you'd call like a casual fan of aviation i think planes are cool in, in general um i like anything adventure oriented like planes i want to get my scuba license someday you know any kind of shit like that i want my life to be like drake and uncharted that's my yeah. life you know <laughs> i want sully driving me around flying me around on a seaplane or something smoking a cigar. That's my dream. But uh start the plane, Sully. Start the plane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it seemed Wait, like are we talking about Uncharted or the Tom Hanks movie? We're actually talking about yeah. Sully. Yeah. Basically so the same thing. Almost I, I connected the two oh, it's somehow. The same thing. Okay. Um, the guy's name is Sully. I know. That's true. I know. Yeah, you're right about that. Um I didn't think about that until now. What is it about him? Because I'll go watch it if it's about that Sully. It's not about no. that Sully. No, it's about oh. that 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 pilot. But it's interesting because <laughs> it seemed like it, if you want to kind of get something deeper from the story, it seemed like there was sort of kind of this question of like, did I just want to land it on the on the on the river? <laughs> like, did I have to do that, or did I, and because I could have very well landed on La, in LaGuardia Airport, and they're questioning like. His reasoning and like, was he drunk or whatever? Like, there's like a half second where you know it's like Sully's kind of like questioning himself. Like, 
did I just I don't know. He didn't say like did I want to do it, but it, it, kind, yeah, it kind of felt it kind of kind of felt like that a little bit. They're saying they have all these simulations that are basically saying that he could have easily gone back to LaGuardia or gone back or gone to a uh, airport in Jersey right across the Hudson, and he was basically like, you know, sort of. Uh, starts to question himself and he has dreams about like landing in like in new york city and um there's like even parts where they kind of talk about like sort of 9-11 and things that have sort of been happening in in new york and finally like you know this thing was a good thing even and it even involved a plane like the guy like you know basically saved everyone no one died he landed it very nicely on the hudson and uh it was pretty perfect yeah, and I think that, like, this guy was, like, right at the end of his career, and he's, like, dealing with his... They don't come out and say this, but, like, he's kind of dealing with his legacy, in a sense, like, his whole career, like, and his his career would have ended on this, like, terrible note if it found if they found out that he, like, didn't have to land on the Hudson. Um, but it seems like all the investigation pointed towards that, and uh, that's basically it, so... Um, I definitely recommend it. It's uh, it's short. You can get done real quick. So I, I really love the flashbacks too. Like it cuts back to him, like when he was like fourteen or fifteen, and like you know the fifties, masturbating the fifties or some shit, like doing crop dusting, the crop dusting planes and all that. Like he's been flying for fucking ever. Like the guy so knows like his shit. So it was good. It was a good time at the movies. You haven't sold me on this. <laughs> really? You have no interest at all? I, mean, I have a hard time watching Tom Hanks. I, I would say I would say rent it. If you're if you're like, you know, trying to save some money or, you know, there's something else you'd rather see, they definitely rent it if you're interested. If not, then just, that's fine. I just it's it's weird to like hear you guys talk about this and I just watched the finest hours with like Chris Pine, Ben Foster, Casey, mm-hmm. Affleck, and that movie was a lot of fun to watch. I was actually surprised. Um, it's on Netflix right now, and it kind of took me by surprise it was out because I think it just came out on Breadbox like a couple, couple weeks ago or whatever. Yeah. And I don't know that that story sounds more appealing to me than like Sully does. Like I'm like I watch Sully because I like Tom Hanks and I'm interested just to see this movie, especially with you guys like clocking in at 90 minutes and it just seems like a yeah. Very like here's a story, here it is, here's a little bit of flashback, and boom, the movie's done, which is kind of nice coming from. Most movies you go see that isn't a horror film is like a clock in at like two hours, yeah, two plus hours all the time. Yeah, and it's like it is directed by uh, Clint Eastwood. Oh yeah, I mean I don't know like it's not like when the thing is is when I see a trailer for something you gotta grab me like the stuff I'm interested in seeing now is not like a guy landing a plane on the Hudson. I I get it, but like it, it being a real story. And, and the fact that it, it, it's not a fucking single person died, like if, like even if like the baby died or like Seems two like or a three safe people, bet for a movie, two or Nine three hours is the same kind of way. Like I mean, there is like part of the ships and people do die, but like what uh, Chris Pine's character and his crew go to do, they do save those thirty-two people from the flat, the back half of the ship. I got to see it to, to make an opinion, but. Yeah. Like I said, I'm kind of partial. I'm biased because I, I think I just like planes more than boats. Yeah, that's just really what it boils down to. I don't know why. The director of Finest Hours is Craig Gillespie, and I was like, why do I know this name? And he did like Lars is the Real Girl, and I was like, 
who the fuck's this okay. guy doing like a big budget like fucking like real life story it just seemed weird cause like I love Lars and the Real Girl great fucking movie but it was just kind of a weird I didn't see him going in that direction with his like film career but you know I don't know. It, it's funny, too, that you bring up Sully and landing on the Hudson, because I just started watching Supergirl Season 1, and, like, the first pilot episode, she lands that plane. That's right. That's right. And, oh, and, yeah. and I was just yeah. like, you know what was more exciting? Watching Supergirl do this. And then I was thinking about when they were like, oh, Supergirl, <laughs> she's not she's not, she's not, not good at being, like, a super person, because she just left the plane there. And then, like, when you were talking about the plane, I was like, what do they do with the plane? How did they get it out of the water? It's like, I'd almost want to see that story, too. It's like, like Sully lands a plane, and then these guys come in, and they're like, God damn it, why do you have to land in the middle of the water? How the fuck are we going to clean this shit up? So, I mean, like, it's, called a, it's, it's called a crane, friend. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm just like, it's probably harder, like, I know. if he's, like, in the middle of the fucking Hudson, it's, like, probably pretty hard to mm-hmm. get a fucking, but, but uh, Yes. <laughs> get some boats oh. to drag it to the side. Just for Joey and everyone else, Supergirl is actually on Netflix right now. I don't know when it dropped. But That's it cool. Say, oh, it doesn't oh say, okay. I'll it be doesn't getting say, that. Yeah, right? Uh, I just, like, started watching it pretty, like, so far and uh, really enjoy it. Uh, I probably, at The Flash, Joey's going to watch it right now as we talk. Um, but um, I think, like, if I had to do, like, Flash, uh, Supergirl, Arrow, just because oh, they're like the big ones right now, I'd probably go Flash number one, Supergirl a strong second, and then I would just put Arrow way down. Like, I yeah, I think pretty much everybody <laughs> has that ranking at this point. Yeah. Wait, yeah, what about so what about Legends of Tomorrow though? Legends of Tomorrow. I haven't seen it I've yet. I'm just waiting for all this shit to drop on uh, Netflix because I'm sure it will. I'd it's say I I personally I enjoyed uh, Legends of Tomorrow more than Supergirl actually. Yeah, I've I've had Supergirl on my list and I didn't want to download it, so I decided to wait. And now it's on Netflix. I just I love uh, Martian Manhunter. I, I like that character. Yeah, a lot. I like really want to. I really want to see that because I do like Martian Manhunter, and I want to see him sort of how they bring him to life. And uh, the guy who plays him in the uh, show, uh, he was in the Night Manager, which was that AMC like limited series with Tom Hiddleston and. Um, yeah, that's still Hugh on my Laurie. PlayStation now. I've watched the first episode, but I gotta finish it. It's really good. It's like a slow fucking burn. So if you like, yeah, it's a. Uh, John if you're Lacar, not into that kind of sh- yeah, yeah. So if you're not into, into that, it. it's it's really good. But I liked his character a lot in that show, and to see him play the character he plays in Supergirl, I really liked. Um, I I feel like a lot of these shows, like The Flash, even and like Arrow running into that like we gotta make 22 episodes for a fucking season kind of shit and it's like god yeah. you have like such a like core like if you could just get that down to like even like 15 16 episodes you'd have fucking brilliance but it's like all that filler bullshit it's like you know but I don't know it's fun I, I, I enjoyed watching it I'm not like I'm just binging the shit out of it right now I'm like on like I think I'll be on episode 10 when I start up tonight so my previous cool. podcast endeavor, American Otaku, the co-host is actually the stuntman for Martian Manhunter. Ooh. Yeah, Chris J. Well, Alex was his name. Is his well, name. Why don't Why don't we get him on here? We very well could. We very well might. Look at Andrew with all his connections, just holding them back. He's just waiting. He's waiting till we all drop off. He was in <laughs> Civil War as well. He was. Andrew, he had like a full shot I, of his head in Civil War. Andrew, I don't want to hear you talk anymore. <laughs> it's like 
you're like, what can we do next for Super House Podcast? What would be fun to do? And it's like, you're just sitting on this fucking gold mine of stories. Yeah, that's true. That's true. What are you waiting for? We're going to get them on. We're going to get them on. No problem. Um, so the next thing going on in movie bits, uh, we got, um, I just learned this right when we started to record today, uh, Mr. Sinister is going to be in Wolverine 3? I know nothing of this, but I'm not opposed. But That's what they were leading they were to doing... at the end of Apocalypse, right? I thought yeah, they were doing like an old man Logan thing with Wolverine 3. Is Mr. Sinister in, is Sinister in that at all? They can no. do whatever they want. Nobody gives, nobody knows. As you have seen from every I other know. X-Men movie. As you've seen from every other X-Men movie that's come out recently, they could introduce any mutant at any time, and you're going to be like, all right. I, I guess won't so. be like, I won't be like I'm all right, because I want to see that scene where he beats the shit out of Red Skull. Right, but, yeah, I doubt they'll do that. <laughs> no, they won't. It'll never happen. It'll never but that's that. what they were leading to in, at the end of Age of Apocalypse, right? It was like the Mr. Sinister, that Exxon yeah, Corp yeah, yeah. or whatever it was. Yeah. Whatever it was. I just feel like that's like that's an X Men story though, you know. I mean, like I need to see the X Men do that. Yeah, true. I, like I think they're, so they're just many fishing. Other, like, they're fishing for what villain's gonna be good next. Well, they gotta stop fucking killing them off. Because <laughs> that's what's gonna happen. They're just gonna Mister Sinister will show up. Wolverine will fight him and kill him, and then they'll be like, "Oh, that villain's gone." I don't know. Yeah, but that involves Cyclops pretty directly, doesn't it? Yes. So maybe they're just, I think they're just fishing. They're just like, how about fucking, I think they have a hat with a bunch of X-Men character names in, and how about this, how about this, how about this? Yeah, but you, you're <laughs> saying you're saying all this, but you loved uh, Apocalypse. I did. I'm just saying, yeah. I wouldn't be opposed to these obvious decisions that are taking place. Like Mr. Sinister and Wolverine 3, I'm like, that's cool. That's where the last one kind of left left off. I, you know what? I, I'm sorry. I might have misspoke. It says in the in the in the uh, article name, the headline, Mister Sinister to appear in Wolverine to Three. Appear. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be like a main bad guy. Oh, or then that's just dumb. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> you say that's even worse. I don't know. I don't they, like. What can you do with a Wolverine movie that you haven't already hinted at so many times? Like if they actually Wolverine made versus inbred Hulk. They're going to hint at the Dark Phoenix Inbred-Hulk. saga one more yeah. time. Yeah, if they. You know, if they if they actually made a movie of all those little flashbacks of Wolverine as Weapon X and all this, like you know, like if they actually made a movie of that, it would be you bore you to tears. You're like, I've seen this a million times, kinda. <laughs> That's like what see, the X Men movies see, are. But I want to see Wolverine. Kill I do all love the Apocalypse. X-Men. It was fun. I'm just saying, I it'll see definitely take out a bunch of inbred Hulks. Yeah, you know, Billy Crudup. <laughs> Sorry. That's what I want. I'm, I want a good gambit. Yeah, we almost had one, and now it looks like it's never happening. I'm not a big Channing Tatum fan. I feel like they could have done better, but I would have. I, I would definitely want to see a gambit movie. I'd want but, to hear his accent. Yeah. I want to hear him like, "Hey guys, this is my Instagram. Here's my accent," and then he goes into the Cajun accent. Yeah, that's and, gonna be crucial for that character, man. If you can't do that Cajun, like, talk. Like work with your, you know, onset linguist or whatever the accent accent. <laughs> yeah. What's it? What's it called? Accent uh, instructor or whatever. Like your coach or something. Yeah, dialect, accent coach. Dialect coach. Dialect coach. Yeah, just work with them. Like, yeah. fucking have that person on. Not on everybody's set all Brad the time. Pitt. Not everybody's Brad Pitt, especially not some dopey faced fucking <laughs> Channing Tatum. You know, like he is gorgeous. 
<laughs> I feel like he's just going to get spanked through the entire movie. Spanked? That's what you want to see. <laughs> and cards are going to fly out of his True. ass. <laughs> cards just fly out of his ass. <laughs> yeah. Remember the game Credit Card. Credit Card. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I see when I see Channing Tatum. That's not Royal the flush. movie I want, but... Remember Captain America? For freedom! And then a fucking eagle comes to his fucking forearm, and then he does a special move. <laughs> those, those Japanese people that made Marvel vs. Capcom studied some Marvel and made the greatest shit I've ever seen in my life. Like, he literally says for freedom, and then, or like stars and stripes too, and then an eagle flies, and then he hits you with that fucking shield attack. I went to a total tangent, guys, but I've, those games were fucking great. They were good. Maybe they should write the X-Men films. Yeah. Shit. At least do the action part. Yeah. Someone needs to write those. But anyway. Credit card. <laughs> Alright, next one on the list is Billy Crudup on the Flash movie playing Henry Allen. And another little tidbit of news is that... Uh, He'd be a better gambit. The guy that played the guy that plays Henry Allen on the Flash CW tweeted that he is an awesome actor and blah 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 like you know seal of approval and whatnot. Any anybody have any uh, uh, you know comments on this one? I'm fine, fine with that. I like Billy Crudup. Sure, why not? Let's do it. I mean, we've seen his blue dick before, right? I don't know if that has anything to do with him playing Henry Allen. No, it doesn't at all. <laughs> Just wanted to bring up he had. Dr. Manhattan dick before, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, I need that blue dick in Watchmen. <laughs> right? If that works, right? Yeah. <laughs> hashtag, I need that blue dick. Super house. I mean, yeah, if you need a hashtag, that's got to be it, right? I need that blue dick. Oh, man. That shit's hilarious. I mean, I'm fine. Like, I, everything I've seen for the Flash movie so far and all the other DC movies seem, seems like it's going in a good direction. Jeff Johns being like, listen, we're in charge now. Everything's going to be okay. You yeah. Know, that makes yeah. me feel... I'm a little bit more secure. I'm a little bit... I'm like, yes, okay, things will be okay. We're going to really be able to judge by the time we get Wonder Woman. Like, if Wonder Woman's, like, a complete stinker, then I think that maybe Jeff Johns can't do this, but... His, he writes episodes for the CW, so and his his are, are good. So, well, I feel like also even if Wonder Woman is okay, it's just like I feel like they were already filming that, and then it's like was released that Jeff Johns is part of it now. So true, true. Maybe he came in towards the end of Wonder Woman. So I'm not. I, I mean, I'm gonna wait till it's like full on Jeff Johns has had like he's like yes, this is the first full on Jeff Johns. You know. True. Yeah, Just, I mean, I Justice League, right? Maybe? Is Justice League the first full Jeff Johns one? I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just still scared because, uh, oh, what's his face? Zack Snyder. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, I'm just, whatever, man. Like, the thing is, I'm going to watch these fucking movies. They're going to get my $20. Whatever. They right. don't care about me. I wish they did, but they don't. Well, that's the end of episode 28. It's two of two. It's done. You can go home now. That ring doesn't fucking exist. See you later.